Can't a man get a glass of wine? A scotch on the rocks from time to time. I mean, think about it. If, God forbid, someone was going through with sorrow, or let's not say just a small problem, their entire town was wiped out, God forbid, Rahman al-Litzlan. He was reeling. No, no, no. The whole neighborhood, all of humankind, how about increase it to the entire world was wiped out with a mobble, and you spent time crammed inside of the teva, taking care of animals, being broken and bruised. And when you emerge from the teva... You sit down to have a glass of wine. Yet in the sixth Aliyah, the Torah calls Nayach by Yochel. He became mundane. Ish ha'adama. He became a he became a man of the ground. His status from kadosh, from tzaddik that we heard, Nayach was a tzaddik. Now it was flipped to an ish ha'adama. Because of this glass of wine, the Torah calls him mundane. He has been flipped from a tzaddik tamim hayabedayrasav to an ish ha'adama. His status forever has been changed for planting this vineyard and doing what he did afterwards. To make matters a whole lot worse, the Pesach is clear that it wasn't even what happened afterwards, what transpired afterwards, where Noach got drunk, that was the issue. It was a fact that he planted first the vineyard. The planting of the vineyard was the issue. And if my question coming at it from that point of view, from a more why can't a man get a glass of wine isn't good enough, Rebel Chanan Wasserman, the great Rosh Yeshiva of Baranovich and the distinguished disciple of the Chavetz Chaim, brings a Pusik for this question. The Pusik in Mishlei says, to King Solomon said to someone who was sad, to someone who was melancholy, to someone who was downtrodden, give them a glass of wine. And not to be missed, Rabbi Yeruchim Lavovich, the great spiritual dean of Yeshiva Smir during the Roaring Twenties, tells us that ultimately wine was needed. He had to make Kiddush, he had to make Havdalah, we had to pack inside of the Teva, and then begin again with all of that was a necessity for human life. Why did Noyach lose it all just for planting his vineyard first? When we read Rashi critically and meticulously, he clues us into the answer. He made himself average. Because he should have been involved and he should have started. The problem was what he started with. What he did first. Wine and vineyards are not usser. It was not prohibited. It was permissible. But the first thing to plant. But starting the world over again and beginning with the vineyard. That's what changed Noyach's legacy. The problem wasn't that he planted it. It was the order in which he planted it. He should have started maybe with bread or with apples, but definitely not first with wine. An improper order and with a disordered concatenation. We have here a limud gadol la'adam, a very valuable lesson. Things are permitted. Things are mutter. But what we do first also matters. And I like to suggest a shot that I think is rather obvious. Because what you do first is what you deem more important. When you show up at work on Monday morning, the thing that you deal with first is the most urgent and pressing matter. If you've ever seen a dad that shows up with his whole family to a kosher restaurant on Sunday night for dinner, he's constantly, osake hopefully, trying to make sure all of his kids and his wife has food before he sits down to order for himself and eat for himself because his priorities are that I first need to get my family food and then afterwards I'll deal with myself. It seems that for Noyach, starting with the grapes, with the vines, with the vineyard, was misplaced priorities. 
I was thinking where I can take a lesson for this in my own life, and I came up with two different ideas. When Shabbos is over, and it's been a beautiful Shabbos, and we've said Havdalah, often the first thing that I'll do is run to check my phone to see if anybody texted me, if anything happened that I had missed. And I noticed this, that other people do the same thing. And I even recall my brother mentioning something like this, that he once told me that straight back to the phone, he seemed to have been wise beyond his years. Maybe right after Shabbos, you sit down for a Malava Malka, you thank your wife for Shabbos, you start doing the dishes, or you fold your talus. Going back to the phone is not prohibited. It will eventually happen. But immediately, right away, to deem it the most pressing matter at hand may be incorrect. We find that Avram Avinu, when he was traveling and he decided to pitch his tent to stay over in one location for the night, the Pazak says that he opened up Ohalah, his tent, with a hay. It uses a feminine lushan, Ohalah. Rashi says because he first pitched his wife's tent. Avram Avinu understood priorities. He understood that first I'm going to take care of my wife's needs and then I'm going to do mine. Taking care of our families and our friends before we take care of our own needs. Dealing after Shabbos with the more pressing matters of Malava Malka and thanking our wives for Shabbos might be more pressing and more urgent than going back to our phones. The order in which we do things reveals our priorities. We must strive to deal with the more pressing matters first and only afterwards move on to the next thing. To act with the right succession, the right series of actions. This, Rashi explains, changed Noyach's legacy forever. And it is imperative for us to put what comes first, first.